Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women. Their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere and the founder of SayItForward.org. And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on SayItForward.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. Today, we want to welcome Berlin Diane Subodor. Berlin is an international strategist and public policy professional serving at the UN Women Executive Office on Global Africa Strategic Priorities. She is also the founder of Zahara's Dream, an organization that focuses on programs and empowerment of young women. She is joining us today from New York. Berlin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you to, to you, Judith, and of course, Sharon. Villain, I add my warm welcome as well. It is great to be talking with you today. I have such respect for all of your work and a special place in my heart for Zahara's Dream. So would you explain to our listeners what Zahara's Dream is? I founded Zahara's Dream actually a year ago uh, in March of 2020, just before the pandemic. It went beyond the original idea that I had. In 2017, uh, we had an intern that was working with us, and she was an amazing young woman. And before she went back to her country, I gave her my first suit, my first office suit, which I had bought on sales, on discount, uh, to start my career as a young woman. And I just remember the, the struggle. I mean, buying a suit is one thing, but the journey leading to buying a suit is another. Um, but I just remembered uh, what it took for me to get to that place. And so when she left, I gave her as a present this suit that was mine. Um, and this suit meant so much because it was more than a piece of clothes. It was, you know, all the, all the hard work that led me to buy it, the hopes I had when I bought it to, to get an interview and after an interview to get my first job and after your first job, get a paycheck to pay back that suit that you bought and so that came from this place of wanting to to share a piece of experience and I I hoped at the time uh, a piece of luck and so that has dream when I when I started in in March I I just called on my colleagues you know I called on my sisters around as you know I work uh, at the UN and so I have a lot of sisters with nice suits. And so I asked them, I'm sure you all have a spare piece. We all have this pieces that we bought thinking we would wear it and ended up never wearing them because oh, I don't like the color. It doesn't fit me well, but someone else would like the color and it could fit someone else and it can fit someone who needs it. You know, there's a difference between wanting something and needing something. And I think it came from this place of, giving to someone who may make a good use of that. So that's that's where it all started. So I went around offices, called my sisters and said, I'm coming with a bag. So get your suits ready and did get a lot, you know, and I think that's also the power that we have as women 
we may not see it very often because the world is teaching us to be in competition with each other and to fear each other, you know, and that's why I like this type of spaces that we're creating because we're changing the narrative. So to come back on the question of what Zara Stream is, Zara Stream is um, creating a safe place where other young women who had experienced, you know, challenges through their journeys, and we all have, you know, that's the unfortunate reality of many young women, uh, find a safe space to transmute all of that and to learn and to grow and and to give back. So that's what Zara Stream is about. You mentioned that you started this inspired by your own experiences. Would you be willing to share um, some of those experiences that helped you create this kind of space? My mom would say it's it's life, it's God that you know took you there. But on a on a on a on a personal note, it was a journey, and I I don't think I never planned that. I never planned me doing what I do. Uh, I think life unfolds itself as I, as we say, as you start walking, the path appears. And I think that has been my experience. It was a path of knowledge, a path of learning, a path of understanding. And what I have learned, your life can change through one word, one moment, one person, you know, and you can be lucky and get that moment of realization of visualization and saying that, oh, that's something that I'd like to do. And I'm so happy that many young women have had that through Zara's dream. I wonder, as you talk about these moments of realization, what was one of your moments of realization? I was at university studying and I was going through a corridor. Lights were blinking because they had not shared, they had not changed the lights for some time. So, you know, when you have the light that goes on and off, it almost feels movie-like, but that's exactly what happens. I was alone in this university corridor, and on this wall, I see this this A by four type letter, and it's written on it, "Ghosted in the U.S." And I'm like, and I don't know. In that moment, I'm thinking, "Oh, what is this?" And so I just take a pen, I think, and I, I write down the details. There was like an email and it was very, very strange. Not much information, just this note and the space in which I was, this was never, you know, this was never a possibility. This was never a thought. This was never something that I would have considered on my own will, you know, from the programming. I like to call it a programming from the programming I had, this is not something that I would have for myself thought of, but there it was, you know, small moment of realization that something bigger, something outside of what I was used to could be a possibility, you know? So I did, I did write down the note. I inquired and of course I was, you know, I was told that yeah, this is this is for the other group. I don't think you you could actually do that, but good luck. And I tried. And funny enough, I was the only one selected on that program and got a scholarship and flew to New York, to what I thought was New York. I flew to New Jersey. I arrived in Newark and I thought this was New York. And anyway, so I think just to come back on the moment of realization, this is those moments, you know, they don't have to be big. You know, there's no big flashlights. There's nothing dropping from the sky telling you, bam, that's what you're going to do. It's 
very minor moments. And I like listening to Oprah. She always says, you know, it's recognizing the small signs, you know, the omens. They don't have to be big, but they're small. And only you can recognize them on your on this on the journey of your life. You know, whatever whatever your life purpose is, only you can see the sign of what you need to do, you know. What was it like sharing with their family that this is what you believe you are called to do? And were there obstacles or, you know, things that got in the way? And then secondly, when you arrived to a whole completely different country, what what was that experience for you like? I'm very lucky to to have a family that's very supportive, to have loving parents. And I think this continues to shape my life. My parents support so much in me that, you know, it's very difficult for me to come from a place of scarcity. And when I say scarcity, I'm thinking in, in terms of mindset. When I went to my to my family with this, whatever intention I had, I cannot even call it a dream because at that point, this is just something that I see and I'm thinking, oh, I should do something about it with this intention. I think, I think they get scared. I think they get scared. I was young and you know you don't really understand you have your child is telling you they want to go to a country where you have no family members they can lend to and there's no one nothing and they're telling you they want to go there okay they've watched mtv maybe and you know some american shows they can explain why they may be attracted to it but to change your whole life and leave everyone behind to to pursue something because you're so a piece of paper on a wall why you know and i think I understand that, you know, and I think it comes from a place of care, you know, a place of of protection. You know, we, we want to, we care and we protect the ones we love. So I think fear that may have come with my intention to do something so radical of <laughs> leaving, you know, leaving everything and going, you know, of course came, came with care, but I, I was very lucky. Uh, I think God, life. The universe gave me a a beautiful family, a great mom, a great dad, and beautiful brothers for me to yeah to to carry on whatever journey or purpose my being was here to fulfill. So uh, then arriving, 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 arriving. Well, before arriving, strangely enough, we had a Brooklyn-based young woman who came to study she was asian from brooklyn originally asian and she came and she was in my class and and i told her i saw this sign and i think i'm gonna apply and i'd like to go she listens to me you know no judgments and pulls out a dollar from her pocket and she says this is going to be your first dollar when you arrive in new york and you know you'll be using it so i kept the dollar of course i didn't use it <laughs> And then, of course, she gave me a dress. She stayed a semester, went back. And so when I arrived, although I didn't have family members or anyone, I had someone. And I think that's where the beauty of life, when you follow your calling or whatever, you know, whatever path you choose, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the discussion, when you walk, the path appears and she appeared. And so when I arrived, I was not alone. Much of your journey has been about finding your voice and claiming your power. And so I want to ask you, you know, how can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? 
once we come to a moment of reckoning, of consciousness, of understanding, you know, experiences within and around ourselves, it is critical that we not only absorb it, you know, that, okay, this happened and how do I learn from it, but that we also share it, you know, that we intentionally share that, oh, there's a trap here. You know, if from my experience, there's a trap here, so don't go here. Or there's a beautiful light on the other side. You should check it out. Maybe you see the light. Maybe you don't. If you don't, maybe you'll get on another pathway that will lead you to your own journey, you know. So I think we, we all have resp- a responsibility to, to share, not to impose. I think this is a, there's a very thin line, you know, when we try to impose our vision our understanding of the world, but just sharing, you know, that's what I see. So how do you do that? By being open, by being conscious about it and by listening, you know, sharing is also listening by letting the space for others to, to bring their own truth. You know, there's no, in the end, there's no ultimate truth. I think the ultimate truth is life. You know, this is something we cannot dispute, uh, but, because we all have so many different perspectives. We all bring a different layer to how we see the world. So I think that's, that's it. And having the compassion, you know, the necessary compassion to, to hear others. Thank you so much, Verlin, for just, just sharing who you are. Thank you for making the time to be here with us. And to our listeners, as always, thank you for making the time to listen to this episode of the Power of Stories podcast. Berlin, I add my deepest thanks as well for being here and sharing your wisdom and also for this important reminder for all of us to be ourselves powerfully. And Yudi, thank you for all that you do to encourage women and girls to share their stories. Thank you both very much. This has been a wonderful time together. Thank you. Thank you both. This was wonderful. Thank you. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend the power of stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.